Oh my God, Gabe. What? Our podcast is 21 years old today. It's not though, because we've only done 21 episodes. It's not, it's birthday. You're right. It's 21 episodes old, but I don't have time to wait for that. I mean, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there, but we'll be 45. Happy birthday, Hop. <laughs> it's not the birthday. It, it is for me. Shut up. Tell the people what we're drinking. Let me celebrate. It's 21, so it's the legal (laughs) drinking age, so there's a reason to celebrate. But we are back for round 21, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Welcome in. We are drinking to victory. victory. We are drinking Victory Brewing Company out of good old Pennsylvania. We are ready to jump into it and get going. So without further ado, hey, Steven. Hey, Gabe. Let's grab a drink. It's really stupid how excited I am every time I hear that music nowadays. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, you do the best you can and we work with what we've got. So here we it's are. Just, it's just, it, I thought that it would just be a placeholder until we got a better song and uh, it's irreplaceable now. I love it. Victory Brewing out of Whew. Pennsylvania, the great giant state of Pennsylvania. Uh, and they have been making great beer since 1996. We're going to be sampling a whole bunch of their stuff today. We got some fun little ditties we get to do today. Uh, we're each drinking two beers each, and I don't know. I mean, I guess we should just like dive the hell in because what else are we going to do, Steven? I guess we should just jump in because why waste the people's time? Uh, kicking things off with the news... And notes, uh, Night Shift Brewing. Um, mm. They had been planning for about four years to uh, to do a pretty extensive $12 million uh, expansion into Philadelphia. They had been looking forward to uh, building the new uh, space that they were going to consider their second forever home. Unfortunately, they have had to scrap those plans at this point. Uh, they had, I mean, literally, they, uh, you know were down scouting locations. They signed uh, a lease on the, on the location and everything. Um, uh, the brewery said the COVID-19 pandemic shook our business to the core. We're lucky that we're still in operation and uh, able to see ourselves coming out of this intact. Uh, but pushing forward on our Philly project has become too dangerous, threatening a potential collapse of night shift brewing if we don't pull the plug now. So hard as it is, that is what we have to do. Uh, the company had thought about pushing back the project, uh, to a later date, but uh, unfortunately, it's just not possible for them at this time. So they're scrapping the project. Uh, they've contacted the landlord and given up that lease, and uh, that's that's the end of that for the time being, unfortunately. That's really unfortunate. Uh, I've been to Night Shift. It is a great location. They've got some awesome on-tap beers. Um, they've got this blueberry beer that is purple, and it's just absolutely delicious you have been a night i was trying to figure out why night shift is so familiar to me and now i remember it's because you went because because older brother lived lives like 20 minutes from it so i was like hey let's go drink and he was like all right so 
it's just wild. I mean, they said, you know, they were literally what they considered, you know, house hunting in over the holidays and um and they they were starting construction in February and now yeah. to be where we are and for them to have had to make that decision is uh really too bad, but hopefully they'll be able to pull through and in future years when all this stuff dies down, maybe an expansion will be will be in the cards for them. But not COVID-19. You suck and you're not welcome here. COVID-19. Literally no one likes you. Literally go away. Just leave. Moving right along in these fun little news and notes, uh, Roarback Brewing, I'm probably saying that wrong. I, mean, I do apologize to anyone who works for them, uh, is finally offering shipping in good old New York. So that is really awesome to see and to hear. Um, until the whole bullcrap COVID-19 crisis, breweries in New York were legally prohibited from shipping. Um, though the company has already distributed its beer through most areas of the state, um, it's definitely trying to push the envelope and deliver to everyone, um, get more unique small batch offerings to, you know, further areas and counties and whatnot. Um, it's popular griddle cakes, blueberry, maple wheat is just one example. Wow. That's just a mouthful. And that's a I lot would love that. to take in. Uh, shipping Direct allows Roarbacks to get more variety in fans' hands on a smaller scale. Starting last week, ordering is now open from Monday to Wednesday at noon. Orders ship out on Wednesdays through UPS to arrive in time for the weekend. The first week's offerings included the flagship Scotch Ale, one of their signature ales, the Griddle Cakes, and the Pineapple Wheat. Before we move on... Uh, can we get some of these beers? They all sound incredible. Who was ever naming the beers? Good for you. Well, um, you can. Scotch. I certainly can. You can't. So New York. You know, it's eat cool a though. Little finger. It's cool because it's like like liquor laws are determined by states individually, and prior to COVID nineteen, uh, New York breweries weren't allowed to ship their beer, but now they are. So it's like maybe. When COVID-19 dies down, they'll still let them keep shipping that beer. Maybe That's Utah will take it, a chill pill okay. and allow some other stuff to come Ease through. up. Ease up. Utah. What? Utah, it'll take a while. Montana, let's not even go there. <laughs> my Oh, uh-oh. It's starting already. It's, it's my personal mission to shit on Montana every episode until someone... Oh, my God. <laughs> until someone, like, sends us a... Until like, someone complains. Notice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, our good friends in Stratford with the Two Roads uh, Brewing Company are announcing a major initiative to help Connecticut restaurants recover from the effects of COVID-19. The plan is to offer a substantial back-on-the-road discount on a selection of fresh draft products. A uh, really cool thing to see from Two Roads uh, always coming through for everyone and anything, anytime. All of this is happening from June 1st until July 31st. Uh, similar to other industry leaders, Two Roads is also working with distributors to split the cost of refunding retailers for draft beer that could not be sold. They definitely want to make the most out of helping out everyone, especially in their home state and our home state of good old Connecticut. We love you, Two Roads. To be featured. We love in you, Two Roads. We will be doing an episode. I know we keep saying, like, we're doing an episode of Two Roads. We're doing an episode. We want to make it, like, a two-parter. Like, we really want to give it 
not that we're not giving effort to the rest of the episodes, but for two we roads, do it. it's, it's kind of in the category with Firestone Walker. We want to do it when we yeah. can be together. We want to do it when we can have the chemistry, give the beers, everything. We want to make it special for you. So it's coming. Eventually. We want to we be able to be together, sit next to each other, maybe hold hands. I don't know. Steven's kind of weird about that stuff. So we'll see. And finally, uh, come back in time with me, would you, to a no. happier time when, when beer could make money at the brewery and people could come together. And let's review the numbers. From Russian Rivers, uh, Pliny the Younger release, uh, the numbers have come out, and we talked about this back when it was happening, um, that Russian River Brewing Company releases Pliny the Younger on tap uh, for the first Friday of February and has every year for the last 16 years. Well, uh, their release this year drew visitors from 47 states and 14 different countries, generating $5.1 million in economic impact to the local economy, which is an increase of 22.6% over the 2019 release. Uh, The 2020 release drew in 23,525 people to Russian River. There was an average of 2.7 people per group. Don't ask me where the 0.7 comes from. That's weird. You're referring to people, but moving on. Uh, And an average of $194 spent per group. Uh, This includes an average of $445 spent on lodging and $580 spent on flights into the Sonoma County Airport. So obviously great for Russian River, obviously great for their business, but it's also great for Sonoma County and the economy there, which then probably took a huge hit like two weeks later. Yeah. Um, All 40,000 bottles of Pliny the Younger did sell out during this two-week period. Uh, The company limited guests to three draft pours and two 550-milliliter bottles per day. Russian River sold the bottles for $10 at their breweries, but some consumers then went to post their bottles for resale on the secondary market uh, for upwards of $150 in the days following the release. Oh, 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 y'all trying to make a profit? Now that's a turnaround right there. Uh, you you know you know the beer is doing well when you have to limit two bottles per day, like. Oh, and then people okay, go out and buy it for 150 something. bucks the next day. But see, here's the thing: it sucks, but here's the thing: people will spend the money. Hey, listen, if you got it, flaunt it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, if you can afford it, <laughs> take your top. You got. Yay! You got that bread to spend. You you do you. I got. I don't know. Uh. It's cool. I mean, you know, we uh, we also mentioned uh, when we reported on this story originally that this was the first year in 16 years that Pliny the Younger was released on uh, in bottles. Normally, it's only available yes. on tap for the release. So this was the first time you could do this, and people are paying $150 on the secondary market to get their hands on a bottle. And I bet those people are drinking, drinking well, or were, anyway. Um, but it's just cool that Russian River got to kind of slip this in before uh the entire world shut down slip it in yeah it's really great that you know they're still churning it out trying to help and give back um yeah 2.7 people's just throw i just that's throwing me for a loop but we're not going <laughs> to focus on that too much steven i want to drink some victory beer oh that's fortunate cuz i happen to have one in front of me I've got two, so get on my oh. level. 
Do you have a toast for us? What music should I play for Gabe's toast today? I know if I ask him what he'll tell me he wants to hear. So let uh, no, me pick one. No, 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 no. Oh. You're going to play the Irish music this time, buddy. Oh, oh. Because I've got an Irish toast. I love this one. This oh, might yeah. be my favorite toast music. Some beer was spilt on the barroom floor when the pub was shut for the night. When out of his hole crept a wee brown mouse and stood in the pale moonlight. He lapped up the frothy foam from the floor, then back on his haunches he sat, and all night long you could hear the mouse roar, Bring on that damn cat! Cheers. Ooh. That was cool. It was like, it kind of felt like the night before Christmas, but for beer. Don't yeah, ask me why. I don't know. I don't know what made me pick that, but I I had a few, and I was like a mouse, and he wants to fight after drinking beer. <laughs> Hell yeah, let's do this. Alrighty, so I am kicking things off. I don't think Gabe knew that, but he's finding it out right now. Uh, oh, 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 I'm going to okay. drink first, and I'm drinking the Summer Love Golden Ale. This is one of their seasonal offerings. Uh, it has been around since uh, the late 2000s, uh, and it's a beer created to celebrate the best of summer, baseball, beach days, and barbecues. You know, that genre. <laughs> uh, it has bre- been brewed every summer since its 2010 debut uh, and is a fan favorite throughout the East Coast. Uh, it's all about good vibes with the family and friends and all of the things that I mentioned before. Now, it's got an ABV of 5.2%. Uh, it has an 84 on Beer Advocate and Untapped gave it a 345 it is very wow. light yellow in color. I can I can see you through the glass. Like yeah, that's how clear that is. Super clear, super golden. Um it kind of looks like sunshine in a glass. Honestly. Like it's yeah. like when you think of a summer ale like this it just looks like a uh, nice light. That looks like a good day drink beer. <laughs> Exactly, which is what they're you know going what I mean? for, really. I mean, um, the malts in here are Pilsner and Carapils malts. The hops are Tetnang and Simcoe. Tetnang and Simcoe. Uh, let's see. We have fun. Uh, the head was a nice foamy white head dissipated pretty quickly into a ring around the glass. Not much lacing. The smell is lemony, grassy, uh, Makes sense. some straw, some coriander, but definitely lemon forward. Like it's citrusy, but it's not the kind of citrus that you think of when you think of like a New England IPA that's not like orange or grapefruit or pineapple. It is like a tangy, mm. tangy lemon. It almost <clears throat> smells like a sour too, like a little bit, almost. I'm sure it Interesting. Like one, but it smells like one. All right. 
diving in. Okay. Definitely, uh, the Pilsner malts come through. Um, it's definitely got a maltiness to it, but it's not a sweet maltiness. Um, the hops are not very present. Um, they did choose to dial back the bitterness with this iteration of it. Um, uh, this year they, um, they said that they dialed back the bitterness, promoting even easier drinking in line with other summer beers on the market. So this is actually less bitter than, uh, the summer love you may have had in years past. Um, and it definitely is. I mean, it's, it it's like, I, I, I really don't know what much to say about it. It's kind of a super light beer. Uh, it's mm. tastes like a Pilsner. Um, tastes, you know, I don't want to say it tastes like a, you know, Coors or anything like that. It's not, it's definitely a little bit more layered than that. There's some, um, subtle, subtle citrus notes to it. Some subtle hoppiness, like very light. Um, I mean, in a summer beer, you don't want something that's heavy because you're out in the sun and it's just going to make you like groggy and sleepy. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why, I mean, for summer beers, it's, I, I feel like summer beers are always hit or miss. Not that I'm saying I don't have a taste this one. I'm not saying it's a miss, but yeah, I mean, I, I it's, it's kind of almost like, yeah, yeah, it's probably not going to be the, the most hit you over the head type of beer. No, I mean it's it's dry. The body is really light. The carbonation is gentle. It is thirst quenching, um, and it's kind of clean and leaves you going like, yeah, I could have another one of those. It does not. I mean, mm. if you are day drinking, this is a great way to do it because it's just like light and you can keep moving forward. Uh, definitely sessionable and crushable. Um, so I think it sets out. It it achieves most of what they set out to achieve. Uh, so it's definitely refreshing. They say it delivers big flavor through its fine balance of clean Pilsner malts and citrusy, earthy Simcoe and Tetanang hops. I would say it does not deliver big flavor. It delivers subtle flavor. But that's not a bad thing. I'm not shitting on the beer. I'm not saying anything bad about it, uh, but I'm not sure that it fully comes through on the promise of of that one. But it's it's it's... I like it. I don't love it, but I like it. Okay. That's fine. We can't love every beer. <laughs> exactly. And you know what it's better than? Molson Coors. Because they put corn syrup okay. in their beer. Go. Oh, my God. Ew. Yeah, I'm not over it. I'm not over it. This is better I, I than mean, that. We shouldn't be over it. I've got something great for you guys. I am drinking (laughs) the one, the only, the Golden Monkey, the Belgian-style Trapel Ale with added spice. This is kind of a staple at Victory Brewing Company. I was very excited to uh, sample this. I've actually never drank in this beer before, and this has been a beer that I've always seen, I've always heard of, I've always heard the stories I've heard the rumors, I've heard the popularity, and I'm excited to finally dive in. Uh, as I said, a Belgian-style Trapel, it is coming in at a whopping 9.5%. IBUs, we're looking at 25. 
the SRM scale, we're looking about, I would say, between like an 8 and an 11-ish. Um, it's got, it, it uh, represents its name perfectly. It's got that golden color, um, bubbles galore. From far away, it kind of looks like the same color as ginger ale, which is interesting to me. Super um, clear. Yeah, su- another super clear beer. Um, yeah. I can see through it easily. Uh, beer Advocate gave it an 85. Untapped gave it a 3.76. Uh, the malts that are used are Pilsner malts. Um, hops, we actually share those. The Tetnang. Tetnang. Tetnang hops. And if you don't say that with a southern accent, you're saying it wrong. Um, this beer... <laughs> what so hops great. are you putting here? Get that there, Tetnang. Get that there, Tetnang. Don't in there. <laughs> Thank you, Larry the Cable Guy. Um, uh, this The Golden Monkey is one of their year-round selections. It's available year-round in 12-ounce bottles, 12-ounce cans, and 750-milliliter cork and cage bottles, as well as on draft. Um, it is, like I said, a staple um, on the nose. Let's see. Oh, well, the uh, head retention didn't really have one. Um, not a lot of lacing, uh, around mm-hmm. the sides of the glass. Um, it is, uh, just, if you put you your know, beer and my beer next to each other, like you could barely tell the difference. I mean, yours is a little bit darker in color, but other than that, the same clarity, the same head collapse really easily. No lacing. Like they're you, very, very similar. Yeah, yeah. Even though they're not at all in flavor. Ooh. What am I smelling? Uh, Beer. That's what it is. Uh, Belgian yeast is what comes, what what has been quoted from everyone, um, and they are absolutely right. Um, it is made with a special type of Trappist yeast from Belgium. Um, it comes through very, very strongly um, on the nose. Um, I'm definitely getting the fruitiness. Sweet, fruity, uh, banana, clove, um, I'm not sure if I'm smelling the hops or not. I'm not saying they're not there. It's probably just me. Um, but definitely getting the little bit of that fruity, citrusy feel to it. Um, th- this there is a sense of spice to it in the background of smelling it, which I'm interested in trying. I. I I feel like it'll be more in the taste. So yeah, launcher. Here we go. Um, yeah, I feel like that's standard of a uh, Belgian to have that like spiciness thing going on that that we've talked about a lot. That like banana, clove, coriander, maybe, and like a nice zing on the tongue. Wow, you just hit it right over the head because it's got that zing and it's got it's packed with flavor. Mm. Like this is. This is really great. Um, it's definitely got that fruitiness to it. It's got. It's very sweet. I wasn't expecting it to be that sweet. Wow, that was very interesting. I before I poured it, I had one thought. I had one particular like maybe it's going to be like this. Then I poured it and it changed. Then I tasted it and it changed again. So this beer for me just keeps surprising me, and that's what I like. Yeah, that's fine. you know. That's it's I, it's not that's the polar opposite of what I experienced over here. It's, <laughs> which is not it's I'm just, not it's not a bad thing, it's fine. I like I it's right. But it's just a different 
kind of experience. But I mean, it's like, I feel like it's two totally different beer drinking experiences. Like if I had the beer you had, mm. I would have to sit down and like, you know, you got to kind of appreciate, like you got to experience that. Whereas this, I can just like, that's what I'm saying. Just crush through them, which is. Right. But then again, I mean, we have two more beers or one beer each after this. So, I mean, maybe, maybe it'll be flipped. I yeah. mean, maybe I'll be like, "Ugh, this is just simple. And you'll True. be like, Oh my God. <laughs> um, I did want to mention quickly. So yeah, it's got the great flavoring to it. Like I said, um, it's definitely medium bottle bodied. Um, it's got a moderate, I would say, I would argue high amount of carbonation. It, it's, it's a little, I don't want to say it's, it's zesty in a way. And that those spices are on the back feel from on the back end for me. Um, I don't taste them right away, but the, once the beer goes down, it, they're there. Um, to quote the direct website, uh, one of the best quotes I read was, everyone's got a golden monkey story. Um, apparently, this beer, and you know, it's 9.5%. This beer has started parties, it's ended parties, and everything in between. Um, Victory Brewing has a, they have a couple variety packs, but one of their ones is the, uh, they have a monkeys variety pack. They have four different types of monkeys. They've yeah, got a uh... monkey. They're really big on the they, monkeys over there. They um, have. Thank you for that. They've got four different kinds, and they just yeah, they really know they they really know how to give them different unique flavors and make them all you know their own special thing. It's a standard of their brewery. It's kind of their uh, go to. Um, you know, I am drinking uh, a seasonal option that you can get. Uh, from mid March through the end of August, you're drinking. Uh, what you're drinking is year round, year year, year round, or I can get it whenever the hell I want. Yeah. I will say this: I I'd be interested to see what this tastes like on tap rather than in a can. I'm pretty sure I've had it on tap. Like that's one I used to see around New York all the time. Yeah, and uh, I just I feel like it would be better on tap. It's it's delicious. I love it. I do Isn't love it. Isn't everything better like, on tap? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. The Golden Monkey crafted with imported malts, like I said, Belgian yeast, um, a mix of magical spices resulting in mystical flavors that will enlighten your senses. And I just love the logo. Is a five-handed monkey doing some type of Tai Chi or... Whatever the hell, but um, and he is in fact yeah. golden. It it is in fact golden. I mean, yeah this this is a very solid, very strong flavor profile is up there, juicy, sweet, and um, this is going to pose for a very good evening. So victory, I taste victory in this glass today. See see what I did there. Because the name oh, of the company, it, and then you said, and then like, you said and then it. I said, "Victory, Victory Brewing was founded by Bill Kovaleski and Ron Barchett in 1996, headquartered in Downington, Pennsylvania. Victory opened its doors to serve up high quality and flavorful, innovative beers. Uh, they opened up in a previous Pepperidge Farm factory, uh, turning what? it into a 144 seat tap room." With a 70-foot-long bar and a full-scale brewery. Um, they've since grown quite a bit to now have four 
breweries, which now have which all have all have tap rooms attached. So they have four different locations. Uh, one in Downington. Still, uh, they have Victory at Magnolia in Kennett Square and Parksburg, where they offer beer on tap, full service restaurant, brews you can get exclusively at the brewery, also bottles to go, and all that kind of stuff. They've grown into a huge operation. They're also part of a consortium of sorts with several um breweries that we are big fans of uh they formed an alliance with southern tier brewing uh under the partnership of what's known as artisanal brewing ventures and this has now grown to include six point which we love six point and bold rock hard hard cider in nellysford virginia oh my first car was named nelly Oh, Nelly, rest in peace. <laughs> um, so Artisanal Brewing Ventures, you know, if you look at um, top 50 craft brewing operations by sales volume, uh, Artisanal Brewing Ventures makes the list. You know, it's that kind of thing that it's like Boston Beer Company, including Sam Adams yeah. and Dogfish and all that. It's one of those situations where it's sort of a conglomerate of a bunch of smaller breweries coming together to form one giant consortium. Uh, it's and, the it's the umbrella, so to speak, yes. of different things. And their products yeah. are distributed to nine countries, over 30 states across the U.S., plus D.C. and Puerto Rico. But you know where they probably are not? Montana. Montana! Bang! Exclamation point! Fuck you, Montana! I mean, I'm not saying all <laughs> that. What I'm saying is get it together and get your beers in order. What's another thing that's really awesome about the the owners, the co-owners of Bill and Ron, is they met in fifth grade. He's still he's still laughing about Montana. They met in fifth grade, uh, became close friends uh, with the help of a father, his father's home brewing kit. uh, Bill Kovaleski had an interest in beer, started making it himself. Um, he then gave his partner a brew kit for Christmas and a friendly rival- rivalry started, which poses the question, Stephen, why haven't we done this yet? <laughs> I would love for each of us to have a home brewing kit to make our own just crazy concoctions. Yours would be blue and mine would be like a quadruple IPA. What are you trying to say? Mine would only be blue. But, I wouldn't have high flavors. But mine would take longer because it'd be aged in bourbon barrels for like three years. And then someone Listen, would be like, Stephen, what's the point of that? Like after six months, it's not adding anything more to the beer. And I'd be like, it makes me feel good. So back up. Your, your mom's going to be like, Stephen, why is there a giant barrel in your apartment? Stephen, like, we're moving. Don't. Can you get the barrel out of the basement? We, we need an extra mover. We got to... Okay. So, somebody get the hand truck. You better get that twenty foot U haul. <laughs> um, Ron left his job later in life as a financial analyst, started an apprenticeship at Baltimore Brewing Company. One year later, he left, and his partner took over in his spot. They both have been around the world, learning as much beer related information and knowledge as they can, and eventually moved back home to find Victory Brewing Company where they first met in Downington, Pennsylvania. Ron did spend a lot of time in Munich, Germany. Um, They were both there at one point. It's interesting that uh, spending time in 
Germany and learning German brewing process was a big part of their their kind of upbringing because it is you see that in their beer. I mean, the beer you're drinking right now, like you see a lot of German hops, a lot mm. of uh, and German, you know, they use a lot of German malted barley uh, along with a mix of European and American whole flower hops. But have, they say having trained in Germany, they appreciate the artistic freedom they have here in the United States where a fervent core of consumers embraces creativity and they are happy to serve that audience with their experience in traditional methods, selection of choice, often imported ingredients, and the best processing that technology can offer. The German influence is definitely a part of their brewing philosophy and continues to be a part of their... No, uh, I mean, it shows in the flavor, it shows in the way they make it, and I mean, it shows in the overall product, and I think they're doing great things. Yes, and they're also uh, committed to, as so many breweries are, sustainability, and they do 100% of their spent grain is used to feed cattle and pigs at local farms. There are a lot of farms in Pennsylvania. I know, because I drove across Pennsylvania. That is one of the most boring states to drive across. Gotta be honest. Really? Second, probably only to Montana. But... <laughs> but I feel like the only time I've been in Pennsylvania, it's been in like Philly, like in the city where there's like yeah. More to do. I mean, I love Philly. Um, there's definitely interesting things in Pennsylvania, but like it's just like when I was driving out here, you have to go through Pennsylvania to get beyond like New England, and so it's just like mm. a lot of farmland. Don't get me started on Pittsburgh, though. Listen, it, if you live in from Pittsburgh, no, like no disrespect, but. I was there for like two days and I was like, no, get me out of here. It's just, it's, oof, it's a rough city. I only went there once. Cab drivers don't like us. They had like 12 feet of snow. Their quarterback shaved his face. Should we move on to another beer? Let's get more beer. Okay. Okay. So next up. I'm going first. You went first last time. Eat it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel too good, does it? Okay. Let me sink into my chair. Yeah. Do that. I have, as my second choice, the Cloud Walker Hazy Juicy IPA. It is a coming in at a 6.8% IBUs of 55 on the SRM chart. We are looking at about a very hazy, like dark yellow. I'm looking at like a 7 to 10 on the SRM chart, so to speak. Um, Beer Advocate gave it an 89. Untapped. Rated it higher than the Golden Monkey, which I was actually a little surprised at. The They gave it a 3.87. Uh, the malts that are used are two-row pale wheat, flaked oats, and lactose malts, which I'm very interested in trying. Um, the hops are Citra and Mosaic. Um, it's I'm drinking another year-rounder. It's available year-round in 12-ounce cans and 16-ounce cans, as well as on draft. Now, the head was very uh, brief, a um, little bit of lacing. Um, there's very, very thin all around. Um, like I said, it is very, very hazy. I just the polar opposite of the first beer I had. Can't see through it at all. Um, let's see how it is on the nose. Ooh, hoppy, 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 hoppy boy. This is hoppy, 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 hoppy. For real though. Wow, yeah. This is this is definitely an IPA, let me tell you. Um, this has been noted as uh having multi-sweetness. Bitterness is balanced by the lactose. It's been known as a juice bomb, so I'll be interested in trying it. Um 
definitely hard, hard citrus, uh, orange, pineapple, you know, lemon, grapefruit, all that fun stuff. Um, the sweet citrus, the pineapple, the mango, the yeah, the the sweet. Things. It's it's another sweet beer. So, um, you know, salud and all that fun stuff. Okay, so this is a beer that. I think it was two or three episodes ago. I don't remember what we were drinking because they're all just – there's so many um, at this point. But it, it's one of those beers that I'm going to warn you. If you don't like IPAs, if you don't like the hoppiness, you're not going to like this. I do. So I'm into it. It tastes like a very fun – like the only word I can think of is like dank. You know, it's not heavy. Yeah. But it's it's got the softness to it. It's got the richness to it. But it is dank in the sense of like hop forward IPA. Like it, it's I mean Cloudwalker hazy juicy IPA. It has that name for a reason. Um, and the to quote the website, this dry hopped hazy juicy IPA explodes as tropical and fruity elements float through cloudy formations to elevate hops to the highest pedestal. And I can 100% say that is absolutely correct. It is juicy. It is fun. It is strong. It is carbonated um, well and tough. Um, I've seen reviews where about the mouthfeel being pillowy soft. I would disagree with that. I think it's a little strong on the mouthfeel. It's definitely it, – it's weird. It's like tough in the mouth, but it's easy going down, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've had a beer like that before. Um, the The back end feel is just more of the citrus, uh, more of those um, flavors, more of that fruitiness. And uh, yeah, I it's interesting because the Golden Monkey is higher in alcohol content, but it's easier to drink. Whereas, th- you know, I could crush like two of those Golden Monkeys in an hour and be hammered, more or less, heavily yeah. buzzed. With this... I would be able to I feel like I'd be able to crush more but it would I would I would have to take my time just because of how it's made. You know what I mean? Like right, it's right. it's it's been noted as a New England IPA. It's it's like very similar if not a New England IPA. It's more aggressive on your palate even though the yes. ABV is lower. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But flavor flavor saver get one. Well, I've got an IPA of my own kind of Finally. Uh, I have one of their limited release beers available April through July. It is their Liberty Bell Ringer Double IPA. This beer comes around year after year, uh, but they change it up depending on the hops that they're falling in love with at the moment. Each year, Liberty Bell Ringer showcases a new hop to highlight the complexities and nuances across different varieties. This year, the brewers used the cashmere hops they fell in love with during the hop harvest across between Cascade and Northern Brewer. The cashmere hops in Liberty Bell Ringer bring tropical fruity hop notes that balance a smooth bitterness. So obviously the hop profile has cashmere hops as well as Centennial and Simcoe. The malt profile has Pilsner, Carapils, and Flaked Oats. It has an ABV. Of 8.7%, it has 76 IBUs, so nice and bitter. Beer Advocate users gave it a 91, although that is, uh, it's difficult to trust that number because this changes year after year, but it doesn't change year after year on Beer Advocate. So everybody's rating a different beer, so it doesn't really mean yeah. a whole lot. Um, 
It is a nice golden color, Ooh. pretty hazy. SRM yeah. about six to eight. Um, or yeah, cloudy, hazy. Um, I hesitate to say hazy because it's not like yours. It's just like it's just a little cloudier than that. Yeah, like, it's like uh, the last one I was drinking. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's hazy. I, I would say cloudy. Uh, again, the head collapsed pretty quickly. Lacing wise, it's got some. It's got some some stickiness going on. It's kind of exciting. I'm drinking out of a tulip glass. Uh, and let's see what we got here. I love I love the uh, the changing of the hops year after year. I think that's really cool and how they try to customize it each year with something different. That's that's interesting. You don't see that a lot. Yeah, it's exciting. It makes you feel like you're having a beer that really is, you know, even though they keep brewing it year after year, it is a limited release beer because it's a different beer than the one they brewed in two. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, so on the nose, um, you get some citrus. There's definitely some pineapple and orange and a little bit of grapefruit in there. Uh, but the piney hoppy notes are forward for me. Uh, definitely it smells like the IPA it is. It smells mm. bitter. Um, you know what you're in for. You can kind of taste some sweetness in the, maybe a little bit of the malts as, as well, or smell uh, some of that. But I think it's primarily citrus and pine, but it's, it's a nice blending of the two. It's not like, I mean, honestly, it smells like, like pineapple juice or something <laughs> in some nice. ways, like the front end of it does anyway. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so a hop bomb in a lot of ways, um, the hops are, citrusy they are earthy this is dry hopped so Mm. the dry hopping it does something to beer that makes it taste a little bit less like when i talk about citrusy it's less like orange juice and more like orange peel if that makes Mm. any sense it's something a little bit softer a little bit earthier a little bit uh just not quite as sweet as it could be. Mm. Um, It's funny. I've been drinking a beer. I'm not going to say which one it is, but I've been drinking a beer that's like brewed as a tropical IPA and it's got like mango and pineapple juice in it. And I really don't like it. And um, (laughs) I just have it in my apartment. So I've had to drink it. And it's because it almost, it's like almost watery. Uh, but the mango yeah. and pineapple are absolutely there, but it's like almost as if they like added mango and pineapple juice to the brew. Like it almost, t- I mean, I'm sure that's not what they did, but that's right. what I, it tastes was, like. It's like too much. Yeah. I was just going to say that. I feel like when it comes to pineapple, it's, it's, you want the flavor. You don't want it too much though, because it will. Yeah. I feel like, cause pineapple juice on its own is a little like watery ish. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean this, so all that to say, this is not bad at all. It's, um. Got the citrus notes uh, from the citrusy hops, but it's it's got a nice earthiness, um, definitely what you would expect, you know, a pininess, a bitterness in the back end. Um, I wouldn't say it's terribly complex. You're not getting a lot of the malt profile at all, um, but it's surprisingly refreshing. Um, it's kind of clean and medium-bodied. It's not the sticky heaviness of like the resin, you know, when we talk about a double IPA, it's not that. Um, And then on the back end, it's got like some lingering bitterness, um, but not a whole lot. I mean, it, it, you could drink another one. Um, 
I did want to talk a little bit about this beer in the past, um, just because uh, it has come around year after year. So this year they're featuring cashmere hops. In 2019, uh, they ha- were featuring strata hops um, with a malt profile of Pilsner and Carapils. 2018, they had ADHA, 871, 881, and 484 hops. The original 2013 version was 9% featuring mosaic hops. So it's kind wow. of interesting to see how it's progressed year after year. I actually would love to try the strata hopped one from last year. What's what's crazy is the the percentage changes. Like yeah. in 2013 it was 9, 2018 it was 8. Like that's that's really interesting. I've never seen something like that. Yeah, it's 8.7. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It makes you feel like you're drinking a different I mean you are drinking a different beer. Food pairings, smoked yeah, or grilled meats, sharp cheeses and sweet desserts. Sign me up. <laughs> Uh, an homage to the historical and cultural significance of the great beer-loving city of Philadelphia. Uh, it packs a punch worthy of the Italian stallion himself, Gabe. Is that? And was are they created, talking about me? And was created to celebrate Philly Beer Week. Uh, so they packed the double dry hops into the double IPA, um, which helps to amplify the tropical fruity hop flavor and aroma. And because we can never get enough. We did it twice. Um, yeah, I think that this, uh, look, it's a double IPA. It's a dry hop double IPA. It delivers on what you'd expect from a double dry hopped IPA. Is it my favorite double IPA? Negative. Is it a decent one? Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for you to go, positive. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's good. It's uh yeah. It's just it's not I don't know. I feel like maybe we get spoiled because there are so many like crazy things happening in the beer world that mm. we get to try that like maybe sometimes when we have one that's just like a a well-done version of the style maybe we're just a little bit spoiled and we're like, yeah, it's fine, but it doesn't like it's nothing to write home about. But Right. Yeah. And this isn't I, I supposed mean, to be. Sometimes it's not and if it's solid and it does its job and you know it knows what it is it knows what it is and you know it it seems like an awesome beer like i said i did some reading about it as well and i would love to try it so if you could send me one of those it's got a delicate we're talking about delicate differences between beers you know what i mean so it's like to the more sophisticated palate i guess which i would say is not me um (sighs) To be able to pick up the subtle sort of celebration of a cashmere hop versus a strata hop versus a mosaic hop versus a citra. You know, that is uh, something that I think requires more um, deft brewing techniques than we would normally give them credit for. So I think that they Mm -hmm. are to be commended for putting together a great beer year after year and doing it with creativity and... um, just based on what they're able to get their hands on, you know? Um, yeah. And if you want that crazy beer stuff, uh, they do have it at the brewery. Uh, I mean, they are brewing some stuff there. You can take a look at their beers on, on your website, but also the stuff that they have on draft. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at their uh, Rum Barrel Monkey. I'm looking at their Ooh. Java Cask Gold, which is a gold coffee stout, 11.8%. Or their Java Cask Imperial Double Coffee Stout, 14.3%. Come on. Java Latte, 
Sparkling Brute IPA. Heavy Drop Sour New England IPA. I mean, they got the fun stuff if you uh, if you get down there. And as we mentioned earlier, <clears throat> they've got a couple variety packs that they're uh, kind of holding on to. The Mystical Monkey Mixer Pack has all four of their classic monkeys. The Golden Monkey I Drank, their Sour Monkey, their Twisted Monkey, their Tart Monkey. Um, someone has a love of monkeys. They've got their Kickback Can Pack, which is 15 cans, uh, five different types of beers. It's That's what I got. So I was, I got the Golden Monkey. I got the Cloud Walker. It came with the Sour Monkey. It came with uh, the two other IPAs. They've got their Victories Variety 12 Pack. I mean, they, they just have like a bunch of different stuff that you can really get your hands on. And so you can, you know, get your, you can experience more than two flavors you know what i mean like you can you Mm -hmm. can sample a lot at at once so it's really cool anything else to say about victory brewing um i mean i feel victorious and i i feel like i should we we should all raise a glass in victory for victory with victory so victory well done here's to the monkeys i'm gonna do another (laughs) toast here's to the monkeys here's to the monkeys um hold on because you can't toast and then not drink. I mean, that's just a rule. Uh, yeah, we let's, should let's just be clear about that. If you raise your glass, you yes. have to drink. If you clink glasses, you have to drink. I don't think people know this bothers me in life. <laughs> you ever see someone cheers and then put their drink down? It actually bothers me. It it, it doesn't bother me, but it, it it like stirs something up in my being. Like it makes me go like, no. oh no, you're gonna have bad luck. It bothers me for them. It's like watching right. someone walk under a ladder or something. Yeah. Have you heard about this uh, eye contact thing with toasts? I mean, not with toasts, with, uh, with uh, like, cheers? Mm-mm. Apparently, if you don't, if, if, when, you're, when you're cheersing with someone, if you don't make direct eye contact, like, staring into their soul eye contact, they say you're going to have bad sex for seven years. So, I just, the next time... You you clink glasses with someone. You stare into their soul. <laughs> Is it worth the risk? I, Maybe you don't believe, but <laughs> listen. You want to roll those dice? You do you. <laughs> we have to go. But if you haven't caught on by now, we're not going to go without talking about something else. Um, Stephen, have you heard of Six Harbors Brewing Company? I have now. Wait, who did this? Who gave us this? Scott Let's gave give us a, this. Scott did. Okay. Yeah. Scott, uh, who was featured on uh, one of our other episodes as one of our first guests, hooked us up with this great uh, little article, Six Harbors Brewing Company, which is a microbrewery on Long Island. It is run by Karen and Mark Huter. Hutter? Huter? I don't know. Uh, They are using dogs to deliver beer for curbside pickup beer deliveries. Um, they have two beautiful golden retrievers. Uh, dogs Buddy and Barley are the trusted employees. And what they do is they put the four or six pack around the dog's neck. The dog runs up to the people. And it's just an awesome thing because it's like you're having an emotional support dog, but they also provide you beer. I'm obsessed <laughs> with this. I mean, how could you that, not be? If a golden retriever ever 
waggled up to my door with a four pack tied around its neck. I I mean, that's what I'm saying. What like, can you say? Like weak, like weak month year made. I mean, and what's crazy is yeah. these dogs are like so cool. Like. They're, they're, they don't just, like, walk up and, like, let you pet them and they're just staring at you like, yeah, can I have a treat? Like, they're what ta- – they're in the video I saw, their, way, their tails are wagging. They're being they're, – they're playing with the people. Like, it's just a whole – it's not even like you're getting beer. It's like a, an experience. And I just think it's the coolest thing. And what's crazy is Six Harbors Brewing Company, they're doing this – to like stay in business. Like these dogs are like pretty much keeping them in business because of uh you know Rona being her mystical ways and ruining everyone's lives. I mean, they've obviously had to shut down part of their business. They've said they've lost 60 to 70% of their business and so people have been requesting the dogs for the beer delivery because it's just a fun little thing they get to do. Who doesn't love a dog bringing you beer? I mean, I'm requesting the dogs. I well, they're in Long Island, so I know. So I'll 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 request the dogs and I'll get back to you. Okay. I'll I'll when send I you can, a cute video when I can jailbreak out of here and go visit breweries in person. Yeah, we'll go to Long Island. Hey, listen, I I'd be happy to go to Long Island to get beer delivered to me by a fun-loving puppy, by a golden retriever. Yeah, and they play. They, watch the video. They like play, and they they just love each other. And you know, they deliver to like a family. It, the, the videos on uh, CBS News. Uh, they de- like deliver to a family, and the family had kids. And so, the the mom and dad are like, "Thanks for the beer." Like, and then the dogs are playing with the kids in the backyard, and it's just like so wholesome. And oh, it's awesome. Beer, dogs. What more could you want from life? Maybe some money. I don't know. Maybe another <laughs> Guys, we got to go. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode. Happy 21st birthday to the hop. Again, it, it's no one's birthday, but whatever. We'll, we'll keep it going. Follow us on the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, at the H-O podcast. Send us an email thehopod at gmail.com Tell us what you'd like to see us drink on the show. Follow us on Facebook and check out our YouTube channel. We'll have more fun content coming up there in the future. You can also listen to the show in a video format if for some reason you wanted to do that. Like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you want us to drink. Thank you guys again for joining us. We will be back next week with another great round. Cheers, everybody. This one's for you, Harambe.